Come on, Rock Church. I think we need to have a holy anger tonight and tell the devil you have messed with the wrong church. You gotta make up in your mind. I'm not taking this sitting down. I ain't taking this sitting back in a pew somewhere. Come on, let's hit right now. Oh, I thought we got a little passion this morning. I wish somebody get a little something in your spirit this morning. This is Sunday Night Live. It's time to tell God we ain't taking this any longer. It's time to push back. Push back. Y'all need to turn around and face that wall. And I want you in Jesus' name to push back against every spiritual darkness that's trying to cut down this church right now. Come on in the name of Jesus right now. We don't fight against flesh and blood, but against principalities and powers. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Turn to this wall right here and push back, push back, push back. But I know you feel a little fight right now because it truly is a fight right now. Push back, push back. Now face the screen and push back. Come on. Give me some space. Give me a little dancing room. Give me a little shot room. Push it back. Push it back. We're pushing back the darkness. We're pushing back the darkness. Now turn to this wall and push back. Push, push, push. Make up in your mind. Come on, come on. This thing's about ready to break tonight. Some of those that ain't here tonight, they're going to feel it at home. They're going to feel it at home. See, right there, you feel that? You feel that rising right now? Resist the devil and he has to flee. Come on, we need a spirit of resistance around here. Push back, push back, push back, push back, push back, push back.
Doesn't that feel a little bit better? By the time we're done tonight, there ought to be a place in this spot that you call yours. There's a statement that says, don't get in my space. That's my zone. Don't mess with me. You ever heard that? You crossed into my... I wish some of y'all make up in your mind, devil, you crossed into mine. Come on, Sister Tabitha, you got to tell that devil this is my space. With heaven, you got to tell that devil... You ain't coming anymore. You gotta tell him, push back, push back, push back. I turn around to somebody, give him a high five, say, aren't you glad you decided to come to church after all? Praise God, praise God, praise God. Turn to your neighbor, give a high five to somebody. Now, please, don't you go back and sit on me because you've been fighting the devils. I'm crazy enough to pick on every one of those devils for you, but it ain't my job to do it for you. you got to make up in your mind. you got to fight your own. You know, back in the day when I pastored, they said, Pastor, you got to look about you sometimes. That's kind of scary. And I'm like, I want to be the nice guy. He said, when we knew it was on, you had this look about you. Some of y'all are missing your look tonight. Some of y'all are just like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. No, we need some of y'all get the look in your eyes. Some of y'all got to get a serious look in your eye tonight. Come on, you mamas, when you're about ready to whip your kids. I'm hoping by tonight, I'm telling you, I hope you get your look back. You mess with the wrong youth group and messed with the wrong elder and you messed up with the wrong couple and you messed with the wrong family and you messed with the wrong kids and you messed with the wrong church you gotta get a look about you that says you're messing with the wrong oh Jesus Pull my coat off tonight. I thought for sure, Brother Naeem, you wouldn't have to take that. I thought, well, good God Almighty, the pastor's gone. We're just gonna have blow up church and bless God. We're gonna. I, 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 I think we just now to get a little work some things around here. Listen, when the pastor's out doing the work, the more you got to get the look on you. Trust me, I've been around your pastor long enough to know I know what his look is. And he's got a dancing look. He does. I can't even dare try to do that dance. But I'm thinking by the time we're done tonight, 
I think we ought to make sure this place understands this is holy ground. There is not one part of this church for the enemy to come in and think he's got room in this place. It can't be one yard. It can't be one foot. It can't be one inch. You got no room in this. Now turn to your neighbor and I want you to give them your best look tonight. Oh, some of y'all are. You worry me just the way you look right now. While you're standing, if you don't mind, turn into Hebrews chapter 11. Praise God. It's always good to be back at home in Fort Myers. Praise God. The Lord permits, maybe someday me and my wife will drive here and make our little loop again. Amen. But Hallelujah. But it's good to be in the house of the Lord. I love everybody here. I love all of our guests that are here. If you're no longer a guest, you're at home now. It's been past five minutes, I guess, around here. That's the rule around here. Past five minutes, you're now family. So, good to have every one of y'all here tonight. Good to have my good young buddy, Thane Buxton, with us. He made up his mind that he ain't afraid to work and do whatever it takes. And that's the kind of young man I want to hang around. Praise God. You just need to pray for him. He has to hang around Brother Willis. A lot of pressure there. Amen. Hebrews chapter 11, verse 33. But I am so thankful for your pastor and his family, his wife, his children. But Brother Williams has become a great friend to me and my family been what six years now six years since we really met each other about six years ago and uh, the best thing ever happened to me and my family is we swung by here and we stayed here for 10 weeks it's one of the best moments in our family's life and uh, but I'm telling you right now Holy Ghost is in this room but I'm hopefully you'll help me tonight preach something in your spirit tonight Will you let me preach something into your spirit tonight? Praise God. Verse 33 of Hebrews chapter 11, verse through 37. Who through faith subdued kingdoms, wrought righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouths of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weakness were made strong, waxed valiant in fight, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Women received their dead raised to life again, and others were tortured, not accepting deliverance, but that they might obtain a better resurrection. And others, and others, and others had trials of cruel mockings and scourgings, yea, moreover of bonds and imprisonments. They were stoned, they were sown asunder, 
were tempted, were slain with the sword. They wandered about in sheepskins and goatskins, being destitute, afflicted, and tormented. Verse 38, of whom the world was not worthy. They wandered in deserts and in mountains and in dens and in caves of the earth. And verse 39, and these all, having obtained a good report through faith, received not the promise. This is the book of faith that we call it, Hebrews chapter 11. The whole book is about faith and who made it those that fought for it no matter what was going on. Whether they received deliverance or not, it didn't matter. They were going to live by faith and they were going to make up in their mind there's no other life to live but this life. Fort Myers needs to make up its mind that there ain't no better life to live than to live this life. No matter who's sick, no matter who's out, no matter who's here, I made up my mind, uh, we're going to live by faith. Uh, We're going to live by faith. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. So if you allow me for a few moments tonight, I'm going to preach on this subject. Two swords, two choices. Two swords and two choices. Let's put our Bibles down and let's lift our hands in the heavens right now. Dear Heavenly Father, we love you right now. We pray your hand upon everybody here. God, move in a mighty way right now, we pray, in the name of Jesus. We pray, God, right now, we believe in you because we serve a victorious God. And through you, we will have victory. Through you, we will have healing. Through you, we will have deliverance. Through you, we will see promises fulfilled. If you believe that, clap your hands unto the Lord. Now turn to your neighbor again, give him a high five, say two swords or two choices. Praise God. Deliverance, it was offered, obviously, but some would not accept deliverance. Instead of taking the highway, they weren't afraid to take the hard way. Choices are really few in our life, if you really want to look at it. You have choices, whether it's righteousness or unrighteousness, whether it's good or evil, kingdom of God or kingdom of this world, Christian or heathen, victory or captivity. There are really only a few choices in your life to choose from. You could say that when I am 18 years of age, I'm going to do things my way. You might say when I get out of this house, I'm going to do things my way. You can say when I own my own car, I'm going to do things my way. When I grow up, I'm going to do things my way. Choices being made. But choices that you have never had in your life. You did not choose your parents. Just think, they got stuck with you as well. Stop blaming your parents because they're wondering what happened to them. You did not choose what state you were born in. You did not choose what house you were raised in. Probably some of you didn't even choose the clothes that are on your back right now, right, men that are married? Your wives chose it for you. You didn't even ask about even being born in this time. That was not your choice. You didn't even pick your own hair color. 
Some of you are trying. But you didn't pick your original roots. You didn't pick your eye color. You didn't pick your own physique. You didn't even pick your own no nose or fingers or toes. And my God, some of them are awfully ugly. And you can sit around all day and say, it's not fair. It's my parents' fault. It's our preacher's fault. The world did it to me. Or you could square up on your shoulders and say, I am learning how to win the battle. Despite how your hair looks, despite what your toes look like, despite who your parents are, you've got to make a choice in your life. I'm going to learn how to win the battle. I wish somebody believed that right now. You can choose to grab the bloodiest sword and choose or choose not to sit around any longer and get into the battle again. Or you can let the devil beat you up, wear you out, push you down. Those are choices you're going to have to make. You can choose victory or defeat. You can choose fight or struggle. You can be willing to die or barely live. John F. Kennedy said this, every accomplishment starts with the decision to try. He also said those who dare to fail miserably can achieve greatly. He also said if it's not so, who, if not now, when? Choices. Do not pray for easy lives, he said. Pray to be stronger men. I wish somebody helped me. We have the power to make this the best generation of mankind in the history of the world and make it last. You got to look at past generations and their mistakes and you got to say, this is my generation and I'm going to make the best of it. This, I believe, to be the greatest generation of apostolics to ever rise up right now. I believe there's something in the air of this generation that if you reach up and grab it, you're going to see the greatest miracles, the greatest revivals, the greatest outpourings. I got some of you that are believing that right now. Some of you might just believe some of that. Winston Churchill said this, when the lights were going out in Europe and the curse of Nazism was, was conquering all of its path, the, the British prepared for its coming battle with very little hope of winning. They chose a new prime minister named Winston Churchill who went on the radio and said, I promise you that I cannot make it nicer than what it is. 
He said, we cannot promise this generation any more than what Churchill promised his, uh, uh, his patriots. He said uh, that it was nothing but blood, toil, tears, and sweat. Uh, we got to make up our mind uh, that, our, that we have one aim and one goal uh, and one word that matters to you and I, uh, and that is the word called victory. Uh, you got to make up in your mind uh, it's victory or nothing. Uh, it's victory or nothing. Why would somebody make a choice here on this Sunday night right now? We got to repeat the one word called revival. You got to repeat it every year. You got to repeat it every month. You got to repeat it every week. You got to repeat it every day. You got to repeat it every hour, every second. Revival, revival, revival. You gotta have a made up choice. I want revival. I choose revival. You gotta say to this generation, we have one aim, one goal, and we gotta make it be what it needs to be revival at all costs. What I'm preaching tonight is not normal. What I'm preaching tonight, not everybody believes. What I'm preaching tonight, not everybody accepts. What I'm preaching tonight, not everybody wants to believe and take this path. But I think we got some people here at Fort Myers that are saying, yes, give me revival. Revival at all cost. Revival in spite of terror. Revival no matter how long and how hard the road is. For without revival, there is no survival. You will not survive if you don't have revival. I'll say that again. You will not survive without revival. I know some of you are even sick of me saying revival tonight, revival tonight, revival tonight. You know what I'm doing? I'm putting it back in your spirit tonight because uh, you cannot get comfortable uh, and let the devil walk upon you. Uh, you got to say, oh, no, uh, we're still having revival. We have made up our mind that we will not surrender without revival. We've got to make up in our mind the only plan we've got around here is to have revival. That we're going to see victory after victory after victory. Well, we may deal with death. We may deal with lost loved ones. But we're still going to have revival. We're still going to have revival. I wish somebody clap your hands a little bit right now. (laughs) 
We're going to have to fight in the hills. We're going to have to fight in the fields. We're going to have to fight in the streets. We will not surrender. We'll fight on every corner of the city. Wherever every devil's trying to push us out, we're going to push back. Bloody or not, revival. Hurt or not, revival. Wounded or not, revival. Hard or not, revival. I wish you'd get revival up in your spirit and tell the devil, I'm still going to have revival. Brother Willis, you're pushing us over the limit tonight. Good. I need some cliff jumpers out here tonight. I need those that want to jump off the cliff, and who cares how you land? Because you're going to operate in a level of faith you only dreamed about. Because now you're in the hands of God, and there's nothing you can do but trust God and let God be the author and the gunner. Revival, revival, revival. Two swords, two choices. You need to say, this is my house. No man can enter into a strong man's house and spoil his good, except he what? First bind the strong man, and then he will spoil his house. You got to make up in your mind, sickness, you're coming in my house. Oh, no, I'm binding you. Sickness that's coming and we don't know what the symptoms are or what they're coming from. I don't care. There may not be a doctor that knows, but I know a God that's all-knowing, all-powerful God of heaven. You gotta make up in your mind. I'm gonna get a sword and I'm gonna choose. The Bible says when a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. I'm telling you, I, I, since I've been here, I've been hearing all about these sicknesses that are attacking this church right now. I heard it tonight again. You know what you ought to do? Get a Holy Ghost fit in your spirit. You need to get something inside of you that says, oh, no, you're not coming in my house. You know what Brother Sloss is doing by pounding that thing right there? He's telling his wife, don't worry, baby. We're still going to have revival. We're going to still see revival. We're still, my God. I'm telling you, you got two swords and two choices. What choice are you going to make? Are we barely going to hang on in worship? Do we want to just get by without any scratches or wounds, no bloodshed on altars anymore? I know I made a statement this morning that kind of freaked some of y'all out, especially you millennial age. Hope I'm okay still now. Just trying to get to the edge, trying to get you to get to the edge. But the spirit behind some of these things and these cliches that come out in our generation, they don't, the source of how they come out, you better be careful how you say them. 
Because if you're not willing to get bloody, you're not willing to get hurt, you're not willing to deal with the, the struggle of what it takes to become somebody, you're missing the, the art of war called revival. Because he said, I'm creating soldiers in the Lord's army. He didn't say, I'm creating a few pancake flippers, a few burger flippers, a few hot dog makers. He said, no, I'm looking for a few good men and a few good women and a few young girls and young boys that want to join up and say, we are going to fight the good fight. He didn't say, well, we're going to pet this war. We're going to pet. Oh, we're going to stroke ourselves real good. Oh, no. He said, revival, revival, revival. you got to get it in your spirit. That's who I am. That's what I am. I don't care what it costs me. I'm already getting punched tonight. Some of y'all just already smacked me a good one. Felt a few back here when I turned around. But you can't kill a dead man. Keep hitting that thing. That's my drum beat tonight. Just keep bum, 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 bum. What are we doing? Devil, we're coming. Devil, get out of my way. Devil, we're in revival. Devil, we're going to see more souls saved. Devil, Yes, it bothers me. People who do not want to shed blood for this truth. The hours spent in prayer and the hours spent in hard work, practicing, praying, laying before the Lord. The altar was never a pretty place. It was a smelly, gross, nasty place. You didn't want to hang out at the altar. The smell that happened at the altar. I'm getting on that smell thing again. But the smell of real revival and victory, Brother Naeem, it's going to smell the blood. We'll have to be drenched off of you. What are you doing? I taught five more Bible studies this week. I did things this week I only dreamed about. you got to make up a revival, revival, revival. Pick up your sword and choose Revival. Well, some of you might be a little too delicate. You might be a little too weak in your commitments to understand what I'm talking about tonight. Some of this I'm preaching so far ahead of y'all, y'all don't know what to think right now. But somebody may need to go to heaven on a pillow. Fine. But for me, and I hope I got a few of you preachers that said, give me a backpack and a pair of hiking boots. And I'll take the hard road. Some of you are like the children of Israel. Well, why can't we take the king's highway? Isn't that just a little easier? Why are we having to go up through the mountains where all the scorpions and the snakes are and all the issues that we got to deal with? Because that's where revival's at. That's where the real battle's won. Some of you trying to go 
Just give me the right car to drive and I'll have revival. Just give me a brand new job and I'll have revival. You're trying to go to heaven on a pillow and God said, give me somebody that gets on your hiking boots, grab some rope on your back. Let's go climb Mount Everest. Let's go to God's mountain. We've got a sword in our hand. Oh, and we've got some choices ahead of us. Some of y'all want your DQ ice creams. And you want to be able to just go order what you want off of any fast food and just drive by, give me what I want, and I'm fine. You know what I'm saying? Give me a little beef jerky tonight. Something to chew on. Give me a little nuts and peanuts in a sack somewhere. Give me a little trail mix. Yeah, it may not be a double quarter pounder with cheese and fries and all that good stuff. Uh, but you give me a little beef jerky and a little nuts right now. Uh, I'll get enough protein right now uh, to tell every devil in hell, uh, get off of my mountain. Uh, you're messing with the... Oh. He didn't tell the children of Israel when they went in the promised land, I want you to stay in the plains. He said you need to go to the high places and conquer the mountains and conquer the high... know why he wanted to conquer the high places? Do you want to know why God wanted them to high places? The high places were a place where there was a community of altars. Different religious beliefs all had their little community up in the mountains. They all worshipped how they wanted to up in those spots. And God says, I want you to go up there and tear down those high places and conquer there may be churches that shut down in COVID, but we're having revival. There may be those that slowed down, but we're having revival. There may be a few sick, but we're having revival. Some of y'all need to get the look on your face. Some of y'all need to get that look like you're beating seen in a race. I'm going to win. I'm going to make it. I'm going to see this thing happen. I'm going to go all the way. you got to get your sword and your choice in order. Some of y'all just need to say, man, just let me loose, will you? I'm going to a mountain tonight. Just let me loose, will you, Brother Willis? I'm going to a mountain tonight. I don't have time to get into all this, but Moses, when he went up to the mountain, yes, there's a few that went with him. Some of the elders went with him. But it was God's intention for all of them to go up there. But because they wanted to go to heaven on a pillow. He brought us out here to die. I thought we could just come out. I'm not preaching to the weak need tonight. I'm preaching to those that got on their hiking boots tonight. I'm preaching to somebody like a brother Judah that despite every mailbox you run into, I'm going to have revival. I'm going to see revival right now. I'm telling you, Fort Myers, you got to make up in your mind, I'm going to see revival, revival, revival.
George Whitfield said, Oh Lord, give me souls or take my soul. It was Henry Martin that when he knelt on India's sands and said, Here, let me burn out for God as a missionary. When's the last time you stuck your fingers in the sand of Fort Myers? Give me a We gotta stop looking back for our ancestors to do it for us. We gotta start looking to the future that's ahead of us. And we got to indoctrinate them. It's fight and fight more. It's not give up. I get knocked down. I will arise. Because that's the Bible way. When I fall, I shall arise. When I don't do it right, I still will arise. When the devil trip me up, I still gonna rise. It's time to let the world know I didn't grow up in the right home, but I still gonna rise up. I didn't have the best parents. I didn't have the best raising, but I'm still gonna rise up. There's 102 courageous pilgrims on the Mayflower in 1620. Dropped anchor in the Plymouth Bay and Captain Christopher Jones at the helm took them on a grueling voyage of 60 days, encountering disease, fear, terror, and childbirth. That when they arrived in the dead of winter, many of them would not survive. But the next spring when Captain Jones said, I'm going back to England, who wants to go with me? The 51 left said, not me. I don't want to go back. I came here to conquer a new world. It's time to tell the devil tonight on a Sunday night live. I'm not going back. I'm going to the next world of revival. Oh, somebody help me somebody oh well I think the real prince and power of the air of this city is attacking this church but somewhere I think he messed with the wrong people death or not we're having revival sickness or not we're having revival oh you want to go back you want to go back to the lions what are that what's called lions what I almost called it the lion's den. You want to go back to Fowler Street? What? 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 Oh, y'all still got your pillows out tonight. Y'all got your little, just hang on, worship tonight. Or are you saying, You know what we ought to be doing tonight? God, get that spirit deep inside of me. That, that's everything I live for. That's everything I die for. Victory, revival. Victory, revival. Victory, revival. Victory, revival. Victory, revival. So in this choice, not to cross every river, climb any mountain, pay any price, 
can bear any burden. Ron, don't sit on me tonight. You'll say, I'll go anywhere. The street ministry. Keep doing it. Well, I haven't seen much results. Yeah, it's happening. You've got to stop looking through these. And start looking at through this. This word gives me more promise and more faith than anything else. It tells me what's your I soul. I, oh, you need to hear me tonight. You gotta get up and climb your mountain. Whatever sweat, blood, fear, dying does not matter to you. It's too late. I've already made the choice. I've already pulled out the sword. You got to understand when uh, when Winston Churchill did that, British survived. Britain survived. Hitler never set foot on British soil because they took the blood. And they took the toil and the tears and the sweat and they fought. They fought and kept on fighting. After the buzz bonds fell on their cities, they cleaned up the rubble, buried their dead, put their helmets back on. They fought another night. And in the end, they won. They won because they were willing oh, to look it in the eye and say, I don't care how many bombs we're cleaning up. And this is our soil. This is our revival. This is our moment. why I bring you to my title tonight. Saul had a particular idea about his sword. It was a time where Saul took his men and they sat under a pomegranate tree. And there was only two swords that existed in that fight. Saul's and Jonathan. Saul's view with the 600 men, the Bible says, that they begin to admire his sword. Oh, how pretty it is. Look at all the diamonds and all the accolades about this sword. Look how beautiful it is. Saul, head over shoulders over everybody. Wow, this is just beautiful. Look at this sword. Isn't it just gorgeous? Let's just sit under this pomegranate. We've got our battles won. Look at what this sword's done. Let's just hang up here by this pomegranate, Fort Myers. Well, let's just admire what we got. We've got one of the best music in the whole apostolic movement right now. We've got some of the best preaching going on around. Some of the best talent that's happening right now. Woo! Look at the sword of Fort Myers. But something was inside of Jonathan. Jonathan said, wait a minute. There's Philistines over there. They're intimidating us. 
And the spirit of intimidation has fell on this congregation about sicknesses all around. Trying to attack and wear you down and try to get you to be calm on a Sunday night live. And how dare we push this service to this level. Please let me preach this into you tonight. Uh, revival, 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 revival. Stop looking at the sword and the beauty of the sword. The sword was never meant to be admired. The sword was meant to be pulled out of the sleeve and fight the good fight of faith. So Jonathan and his armor bearer went up to that Philistine army, snuck up there and say, it's just you and I, baby. How are we going to do this? Oh, you want to know what that armor bearer said? When are we going? Right now. Let's go. He didn't sit back with the other 600 and just admire. Wow. And so, something God inside of Jonathan, though, when he's sitting there looking at them Philistines, and they're looking at him, and they say to Jonathan and this armor bearer, <laughs> look at those two thinking they're going to come on up here and put a hurting on us. Look at the other, all we hear is Saul in the background. All they're doing is admiring their sword. Holy Ghost is trying to talk to his church. God's needing some Jonathans that realize not every Philistine has been driven out yet. There's still some Philistines hanging around and they think they're larger than us and they think... We gotta, we gotta, we gotta get off of this our mind that we gotta stop admiring the sword of Saul, and we gotta pick up the other sword and say, "Come on, that devil's trying to tear us and slow us down." You gotta pick up your sword and say, "Get out of here! I'm taking you down. You don't belong here." the shade of this pomegranate tree feels so good. We're out of the heat. We're out of the battle. It feels so good. Slide over, Brother Cornelius, and you're sitting down over here with the pomegranate tree. <sighs> Boy, this is so much nicer, isn't it? Just sitting over here, just enjoying ourselves. Wow. Them battles were fun in the day, weren't they, man? Let's just hang out here for a while and just be all cool, calm. Everybody's sick at home on Sunday night. We got about 30 of us gone. And, uh, I just crazy enough to believe that if Jonathan actually rose up in this house, then people at home sick right now would feel totally healed because of your desire. Name. I don't need this whole church to do that tonight. I need about two of y'all. Because where two and three are gathered in his name. Oh, my, 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 my. 
If I just had a Jonathan in an armor bearer right now that would go grab that one sword and say, that's my sword. I refuse to look at the precious stones of Saul's sword. I got to get my sword. It's got to get bloody again. Oh, some of y'all are doing this right now. Philistines, if you don't pick up your sword, we won't pick up ours. Why do you think Jonathan and David became best friends? you think it's because that they didn't have any similarities? Or you cannot believe Jonathan was just like David. That's why they became bosom buddies. Because they understood. It ain't about the theme of a great church. It's about winning a war and continue to have revival. That's more. See... See, y'all can't get in the church and get all new suits and everything and look all good and pripper and popper and everything else and say, well, man, I'm looking all right. I'm doing okay. Well, if you're not going to let this suit get bloody, you are wearing the wrong suit. And if you ladies are all primped up, got your hair all wound up, and you say, I'm in church tonight, but if you're not willing to let that hair down and tell the devils of hell, get your hands off of so-and-so and so-and-so, you got to make up in your mind, i got a sword, and I've got a choice tonight. of success it's the comfort of success the failure of success is the ease of success you didn't get here without a fight sit on my pillow for a minute. Some of you are still sitting on your pillows. Oh, if I could just, just going to ride on, you know, so-and-so night and just let them fight. Go get it, take care of it there. All of a sudden now you don't realize you are drinking the Kool-Aid of the failure of success. You want to know what makes Fort Myers so special? It's all the first generational apostolics we got in this house. You want makes who makes the failure of a lot of churches when the second and third generation slips up and they don't become first generation. Well, it's just a sloss. I want you to come on up here if you don't mind. Hopefully the sound will be okay. Well, you don't have to do this right now. They're part of the first generation in this church, part of the first original. And I've watched them time and time again keep pushing and pushing and pushing, working overtime on such great people of God. But the worst thing they could do right now is to take ease. Why? Bree, where are you hiding, girl? 
forever. Come here, please. You don't need to put your coat on, boss. We're going on a fight. We're, uh, you bring your wife with Are you not one flesh? Stay up front here. They get in. God starts doing all the stuff that you fought for, that you wanted in your life. So I don't believe God just passes by just people. But somewhere years ago, there was a hunger inside of you that God found. I said, we don't just arrive at Christ. He finds you first. He first loved us. So he found your desire and put you two together. And these beautiful children behind you. You know what the worst thing you could do right now? Is take ease while the devil's trying to put pressure on her in Jesus' name. And I rebuke that. So, Brother Sloss, we're going to bind that strong man tonight. But you know what you need to do right now? Your children need to also learn how to bind because you're binding. So now that you're married and whenever that good young man comes around and finds you, you're going to say, yes, what we learned how to do. We learned how to keep fighting even when the good times were rolling, even when the bad times are rolling. And I say in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus, I rebuke the devils of hell against this family right now. In the name of Jesus right now. Get your hands off of them. I wish I had a church willing to get your sword out right now. Come on. It's time to pull your sword out. We're going to go kill some Philistines tonight. Best thing you can do right now, Trevor, lay your hands on your mama. Say, mama, this is what you raised me to do. Come on, Daddy. Now let's say in the name of Jesus. What are we doing? You ain't coming in. I'm still the strong man in this house right now. I'm telling you right now in the Holy Ghost, the devil focused upon them, and it started affecting others in this church. Tabitha, I'd pull out your sword tonight. Stop preaching in the name of Jesus tonight. Come on, sister. Faith, 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 faith. Sickness or not, I'm picking the right sword tonight. Come on, come on. You're warring a real spiritual warfare right now. You got to make up in your mind. Get out of my house. Get out of my school. Get out of my family. Get out of my children. Get out of my church right now. Come on, I need some mamas around here that you take ownership and pick up your Jonathan sword and say, this is my choice.
Come on, there's got to be a war cry raising up in here. You got to get a war cry. You got to say, oh, no, we're not leaving. I leave here with a bloody fight tonight. Oh, oh I'm going the long haul tonight. I'm going to see this all the way through tonight. Ah, ah, yeah, 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 yeah. Come on, Sister Herd. Come on, Sister Herd. Let that wall know you're not. Oh, you're not going to let them in. You're not letting them take over. You're not letting them impact our spirit. That's it, Brother Sloss. Go around. Lay hands on them. God's given you authority tonight. Why? You bound the strong man in your family. Go lay hands on somebody else right now. Pick up your sword, Jonathan. Pick up your sword, Jonathan. Come on. This ain't time to admire the sword. This is time to use what a sword is for right now. Come on, that's it. Come on, that's it. Ha, 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 ha.